the bridge on FM 96.9 The Game, powered by Advent Health. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. That is correct. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. For more information, go to adventhealth.com. Songs you would hear at a Christmas party. The lights are turned away down. Obviously, I know this song. Let it snow, let it snow. When we Is finally this... kiss goodnight, how liquor. Is this Oh, Dean Martin. But if you really hold me tight, <laughs> all the way how good is that? Yeah. And the fire is slowly dying. All right, Daniels. I went way over time when we had yeah, new God, USF I think you're coach. added to the staff now over there. Good right? Yeah. Yeah. Gonna get the war. I, I want to get into some of the things he said um, coming yeah. up. He needs to focus on three letters for his rival. F-A-U. Oh, God. Daniels. what his conference told him. I mean, conference, huh? it's, what his, it's what his new conference told him. Hey, he wants. Uh, he's with me. He wants to keep the war on I four. Daniels says he'll play UCF anywhere, anytime. All right. Right. Which so I uh, listen. I like let's Alex. Get but, it going. But, but, listen, I like Alex, but he 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 was classic like every coach. Mike, we're gonna mm-hmm. play up tempo. Our defense is gonna play up tempo. Like what yeah. coach comes in and says we want to ease into this thing? You know. We don't want to score too many points. Don't want to give up too many points. We just want to take it nice and slow. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves right now. And then it comes to scheduling. I don't know about playing anywhere anytime. Depends on, on my availability. It may not be available that day. I mean, what coach doesn't say anywhere anytime? We're going to be fast. He's going says, to play up tempo. All, all I know is he said he was going to get with Michael Kelly uh-huh. and try to get this rivalry renewed, Daniels. Well, tell you and what. You want it, when they get you that want new stadium, too. when they get that new stadium in 2154, um, then maybe we'll Daniels, play it, What are you talking about? He, he said three years it'll be built. I think he said. Okay. Looking out, he said looking outside the window in three years. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm sure it's fantastic. Look, I, I wish Alex the best. I, I, I got him to know him briefly in his one time, his one year here at UCF, and he should be excited to get a head coaching opportunity. He, he does step into a place that has recruiting advantages. It is a new-look American, and maybe he's able to turn things around quickly. Um, there are realities of the two programs. One is going to be in a league that is struggling to find a way to make 3 to $4 million a year in its immediate package. The other is projected looking at $50 million. Dollars matter in this business. Doesn't mean that they can't compete. The path for a G5 team to get to the playoff is real in, in, in the expanded playoff, and I, I wish him well. The rivalry... Uh, I'd like to see play for a variety of reasons from a business standpoint. I don't think it happens anytime soon. Um, and the American has determined that South Florida's new regional rival is FAU, who's hired a pretty good coach in Tom Herman that's got success as a head coach, and I wouldn't underestimate Tom Herman's ability. There you have it. Mark Daniels with the UCF perspective of UCF versus USF. You know, you're turning into Jim Levitt is what you're doing. That's what you're doing, Dan. I don't pace uh, every five yards in a field before a game for a half hour like he did. <laughs> All right. We will get into more college football talk, more UCF, USF, NFL, all that. Brittany Griner has just been released from a Russian jail. We'll get to that story as well coming up on The Bridge. 
Welcome back to The Bridge, brought to you by Advent Health, with the support of world-class expertise in whole person care. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. To learn more, visit adventhealth.com. All your little UCF groupies are jumping on your bandwagon now on the text line, Daniel. That's what I'm talking about, Daniels. Let him have it. Somebody just texted in all capital letters. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else who was listening to my interview with new USF coach Alex Golish. Wow. As a UCF fan, I hate this guy immediately. (laughs) (laughs) College football fans are great. Again, I I like Alex. I wish him well, and I do think he has a chance to, uh, you know, do well there and he, like every head coach, does the same things when they get hired and uh, should have aspirations and, and should be confident in their ability. I, you know, Sarcasm aside and fandom aside, there are some business challenges to what you guys were talking about, about playing. And I do think they are financially challenged in a stadium that they just need to be careful how they're selling. It's just, I mean, can't build it in debt. It, 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 I mean, they're not going to borrow three to $400 million, and they've not announced anything as far as what they've raised for that stadium and um you know. did goalish did he say this i i, I sort of caught it but i wasn't sure um somebody texted him wait did goalish say he he and hypo built ucf from scratch into a top 25 program in 2019 uh i don't did know but that would not be accurate. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be yeah, as the uh, the texture points, and that would be incredibly inaccurate. Uh, yeah, that kind of might yeah, be forgetting over. the twenty five and one. <laughs> yeah, they took over for Scott. Frost. Although hypo, I mean, Josh was the coach of the twelve and one team, but and then they yeah. went ten and three, and then the year that Alex was here, they were six and four. So I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure what he's making reference to. If that's what he said, I don't know. Yeah. So he, he he did say something about rebuilding a program from scratch, but uh, again, I was. I think he might be talking about week. South Florida, where he's inheriting a team that went one and eleven. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I asked this question earlier. We were talking. We were talking about the Magic winning last night and Paolo Bancaro thirteen and fourteen from the free throw line, and you know, including six free throws in the fi- I think it was the final seven seconds or something. He had six free throws to secure the win against the L.A. Clippers. That uh, ended the Magic's nine-game losing streak. But what what I said was, right now, and I'm you know I'm not saying that Paolo Bancaro's a superstar right now, but the Magic are hoping he becomes the team's first superstar since Dwight Howard. And I said, right now, at least you can send him to the free throw line at the end of the game, whereas you couldn't do that with Dwight Howard. My but. The point I brought up, though, is would Dwight Howard be as big a superstar in today's game as he was back? In his prime, would Dwight Howard be a superstar in today's game? Uh, I mean, Dwight dominated some games, so why would he not be? Unless you're making reference that the seven-foot low post center is irrelevant today. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question that if you go back, uh, as Dwight's developing in high school, what role would the NBA have seen him? Uh, and I think that's a fair question to ask today. So, um, you know, I, I I still think if a dominant center was developing in high school, I'm not quite sure that scouts would go, well, can you 
shoot 35% from the three-point line. Otherwise, we have no use for you. But it is fair to say, well, then why do I have so few dominant low-post centers anymore? Okay, but but Dwight, I mean, Dwight couldn't even hit, like, I mean, outside of five feet, Dwight was not good. No, and again, it's a fair point because the game has changed. I mean, now it's a three-point game. And if yeah, you, but 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 big men of today, like you know, like you know, um, Giannis, you know, yeah, Giannis, Nicole. Well, well, I was thinking more like Nikola Jokic. I was thinking about Joel Embiid. They can step out, and you know, I'm not necessarily even talking about three pointers. You know, they can hit the 15 foot jump right. shot. And again, I think you're bringing a good point that Dwight's development in high school in AAU would have kind of made him become more focused on outside shooting because. I'm curious if the day will ever come that another Shaq-like figure, meaning so big and so powerful, yeah. that you say, I I can't not take somebody like this because of what they can bring. And yet here's Victor Wembayama, who has become an excellent outside shooter. So the era of basketball low post versus concentrating on three has clearly changed. Although Giannis isn't really a great shooter. He's better, he's, though. I mean, he's gotten better, and, and it, it's, it, it's at least something you have to defend. Yeah. All right, we're going to say goodbye to our listeners in Tallahassee at FM 96.5 The Spear. If you want to keep listening, you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for 96.9 The Game in Orlando. Otherwise, we'll catch you bright and early, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Let us pause right now for station identification. All right, Davis, I want to get into this uh, really quick before we start talking more college football and football, all right? So, so Brittany Griner, it's the big story of the day. It's not only a, a sports story, it's a news story. Brittany Griner freed uh, from a Russian prisoner in a prison swap. We gave up uh, the Russian arms dealer, the merchant of death, they call him. Uh, I don't have his name in front of me, Victor. Um, yeah, Victor Boot. Victor Bout, all right, so we give up Brittany Griner. And a future fifth and a conditional second runner. Yeah, but, and and again, I haven't, I'm not going to have a strong opinion on this right now, but you know this is going to be a big-time topic today, um, and and we'll we'll know more details later, all right? So I'm going to wait until we get all the facts in before I form an opinion. But on first glance... I would have an issue if Brittany Griner is swapped for the Merchant of Death and the other people, other Americans in Russian jails are still there. Um, and, and she sort of... Sort Paul of Whalen's family head. would like to have a long conversation with you. Yes, exactly. Paul Whalen, the ex-Marine, who's been in prison in there a lot, uh, over in Russia a lot longer than Brittany Griner. So um, that's like, going to be a big... Mike, political uh, issue today. Okay, but let me be honest. And again, I, I don't know how much you want to dive into this because uh, well, uh, I, even if you spent the rest of the day reading and watching, what are you headed towards as far as a position? The majority of, well, the, the overwhelming majority, 99% of us that will take the time to read and follow today still will not know of the details that goes into common prisoner swap. I'm not an expert yeah, in it, so I have right. no idea. You're right. uh, CBS reporting today that the deal was 
independently reached last Thursday. They knew about it, but they were asked by the uh, government to not release it because of the sensitivity of the negotiations that apparently have been closed several times before. I do not know, will never profess to know enough about what takes place in these conversations. And as somebody that I do know that worked for many years in intelligence said, uh, you never want to know all the stuff that all governments talk about when it comes to things like arms exchange, prisoner exchange, information, and things like that, because there's a reason why you don't know. And for her sake, I'm glad she's home. I'm oh, sure yeah, her too. family is, is thrilled. Uh, to have an idea that, well, we should have done this, the last thing I'm going to do, I'm not saying you're doing it, is playing armchair prisoner exchange expert. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I do want to, I, I, I do want to get all the facts in and, you know, or as many facts you'll as never we know can them. get in. I mean, you'll know some, but you'll never know all the facts. Because whatever story that we'll present, and I tend to think that I'll believe our government, you think Russia's going to go, we second what they said. Of course not. So, you know, I, again, I, I'm happy she's home. I'll I'll follow today, but it, I, I'm not going to, at the end of the day, go, man, Biden blew it, or should have done this, or we should have waited for that. I, I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, but if, and again, this is a hypothetical. I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen, but if it somehow comes out or is proven or reported that, they had their choice about who to, to to exchange for the prisoner of death, and they chose Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan or some of these other uh, prisoners. Um, then what? I would have then I would have an issue with it. Is all I'm saying. I'm not. There's nothing I could do about did it. You have uh, 296 days ago. Did you have an issue on Paul Whelan? I did not. But I didn't. I didn't know about it. Okay. I didn't, because I didn't know about. I mean, because, that's my point. If you're going to say, well, gee, I, no, I have a why, problem Daniels, because, because she's famous, but, then, then why don't you care about all the prisoners no, there? No, 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 because like many uh, sports issues that come up that educate me on what's going on in the real world, I had no idea about prisoner swaps before the Brittany okay, Griner so, situation so, so, came up. Okay, so, so I've been educated on Okay, it. so now that you do, will you mm-hmm. stay vocal on Paul Whelan and the others? I mean, that's the. It, it, I mean, we do this Will all I the time. Will stay vocal on it? I mean, it, what do you mean? If it bothers you that she may have gotten preferential treatment because of her fame, okay, she's released. Yeah. Well. Will you still care and, and and ask of your government what's the status on Whalen and the other dozens and dozens of yeah. Americans being held? Yes, it, it, oh, I'll still care. Oh, then good for you because usually we don't. <laughs> well, I, I I'll still care. Okay. Then good for you, because most of the time we don't. Just like most of the media today that will have the nonstop coverage of the return of Brittany Griner focused on her arrest, her trial, her conviction, and her transfer move. And then they went about to other stuff until it came, uh, became news again. That's typically what we do. We tend to have the squirrel effect. Oh, something over here has got my attention. I'll get back to that when I need to. That's the that that's the that's the world we live in with everything. Right. So I'm just saying, don't take I mean, it personal. In everyday I, life. Right. I mean, I, I mean, last week, last week, oh, should Mikey Keene have gone back in the game? We've forgotten about it. Right. He's gone. Mike, so you're kind of proving my point that probably yeah. next week you're not going to be checking for Paul Whalen updates. No, I mean, I, and, no, and, I won't uh, be. I'm not holding that against you. I'm just saying that's no. typically what we do. So, yeah. 
But we do that in all walks of life. It's not, it's not just sports fans or, or, you know, the media. That then why that. do you want to weigh the rest of the news today to then draw a conclusion about whether she got preferential treatment? It sounds as if you've concluded that. No, I haven't concluded. I just like, like I guess Biden's going to talk later. I'm sure he'll be asked. You know, I want I want to see what. Okay, they're wait, reporting. wait, 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 wait. Predict the reaction of our country today. Then, I mean, you already know how this is going to go. Half the country will sit and say he did a great job in getting her release. The other half of the country will say, "Why did we swap her for an arms dealer? Why did we do this?" What I mean, that's how we are because there's enough toxic mm-hmm. crap on the channel right. that people are going to watch You're today right. that will spin it so that by the end of the day, half the country will think he did it wrong and half the country will think that he did it right, and that's what we do. Wash, rinse, repeat. It's like bad shampoo and conditioner. You're yeah. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, I can't argue with that, but. But again, there are. I just said again. I swore not to do that. But I, I, I do think you can look at a situation unbiasedly and and come up with an opinion that 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 isn't politically affiliated. That seems like the right decision. Maybe I mean, you thought, can, and I think I can, because I think we're intelligent people that take time to read and learn and not be easily influenced the unfortunate majority of people do not do that and 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 will not make their own decision they will find a place where someone will tell them what to think and therefore believe well that's true because everybody else feels that way when you surround yourself with the same people so that's what'll happen the one person i'd like to hear from today is kim mulkey Mm. Mm. didn't say a word about britney griner's imprisonment Multiple times asked about it and put on her high level of arrogance to basically shut anybody down that tried to ask her about it. I'm curious if she has an opinion today. I wonder why. That's a question a lot of people have asked. Mm. Good point. Good point. While we're on the while we're on um, somewhat debatable topics here. Yes. What did you? What did you, uh, you, you might have, I mean, this is a, this story's a few days old now, but I, I just heard the, I just heard the clip um, yesterday of Bamani Jones sort of taking Dion the task for turning his back on HBCUs and, you know, taking the money and running uh, to Colorado. Did you, yeah, I'm sure you probably heard the clip. Have you commented on that? Did, did, uh, I think Bamani Jones makes a point. And he's probably accurate in some of the points he made, but what does he expect Dion to do? Just stay at Jackson State forever? Um, I don't know. I I I I watched the clip, and he certainly has a right to his opinion. He comes from from a certainly a different perspective than I am, uh, and that's his view. I never thought Dion Sanders was going to be at Jackson State for ten years. I would argue that Deion Sanders did not have an impact on HBCU football. I think that's ridiculous. He had an impact on Jackson State and uh, HBCU football. Mm. It led to Mm. more games on television that were not just Jackson State. It led to more money being put into Jackson State football. It led to um, exposure and opportunities in football and men's basketball for HBCU programs that have uh, new opportunities because of people like ESPN that step forward. So I would argue that um, he did more than just help uh, Jackson State, and I also think anybody at Colorado that thinks he's there for the next five years is insane if he's successful. 
<laughs> like a like a like a, a commissioner that I just scratched my head when George Klevkov said yesterday, "There's no question he increases our TV value." Wow. Okay, Chief. If you think now that the TV partners are like, hang on, we got to give you guys an extra two hundred million because Dion Sanders what? is the coach. It's like, that, hey, George, that's ridiculous. Hey, George, he's not signing a brand of rights to stay at Colorado. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. That's the it. it and again, I, Bamani Jones is a very smart guy. All right, and I, I did think he brought up some good points when he was talking about Dion. Here, here's the one thing that sort of bothered me about Dion leaving. He took the first job that came along, Daniels. It's not like he took a great job. He, he Whoa, took the first. Wait, wait. You, you have a problem with that? Yeah. Wait a like minute. Like if he had take. If he'd have taken, like, the best job, if, if he'd have taken, even if he'd taken Auburn or Nebraska or yeah. some other. That would be okay? Some other, yeah, because Colorado's really? a terrible job. How about if you imagine if you're him and they won't call you because of either, A, your skin color, or B, because they're afraid that you're going to overshadow the, the, the wannabe GMs that run your program. What he if you were him? He got- Mike, Mike, what if you're him and you're like, how am I not getting a call from these schools? Why am I not getting call? A- at least for what I would consider a real interview. And then you say to yourself, okay, what do I have to do? I guess I have to go to one of those jobs to prove that I'm worthy of the next job. I mean, you're saying, why did he jump? He may say, here's why I jump. Because they wouldn't even give me the light of day. So he would have got. He would have got. If he'd have stayed another year, he would have gotten a job. How do you know? I don't. And, and neither I don't. do I. But I'm I think. Surmising. And neither do I. But I think he probably said, "There's a reason why I'm not getting any calls here. Either a, you're afraid of the package that I bring, um, or the color of my skin, and maybe I just need to go to a place that, if I can prove it there. Listen, I think Deion Sanders. If next year, if Deion Sanders next year went ten and two, which I don't think they will, he would bounce if another job came along, and that's fine. That's the business of college football, and I, you know I, I think some schools are scared off because of the package that he brings. I mean, he does walk with a twenty four seven social media team. I mean, that's all his stuff that, that that's out there all the time. Uh, and and I think some people are turned off by that. I think some people are turned off by it. it's more about him uh, than the team. Well, you know that going in, and, and that that may be why he had a hard time getting offers of other places. Maybe, maybe you may be right. I could be wrong on that. No, <laughs> he may also stay there for ten years. I I, I don't know, but I, I tend to think that's not his last job. I still think Deion Sanders has two dream jobs: Florida State and somewhere in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, okay. You're right. I take I take what I said back about the Colorado job, but you're right on that. But I'm certainly right on the Brittany Griner situation. So, yeah. <laughs> right. we'll come back and uh, more football talk on the field and maybe portals as well. When the bridge brought to Bavin Health continues next. A little bit of the hollies here, Mike. Oh, little hollies. Uh, is this long, cool woman in the black dress? Yeah. 
What else did the Hollies sing? She ain't heavy. She's my brother. What the Hollies? Uh, let's see. Uh, the air that I breathe. He ain't heavy. He's he my brother. Heavy. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. And bus stop. I just watched the clip of uh, a reporter asking Kim Mulkey about Brittany Griner. And what did wow. you say? Well, the reporter was like, I, you know, I wanted to get... Is this, this from was, today or, or before? No, 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 this was before. Oh, yeah, she just shuts people down. Yeah, he says, I, I just want to get your, your take on Brittany Griner's situation. I don't think we've really heard from you on that. And she goes, and you won't. Yeah. <laughs> real, real, you know, sort of... Kurt, mm. weird. Yeah, thank mm. you. What do you, uh, coach? Yeah. What's your theory? Uh, something happened clearly between the two, and she mm. just doesn't show any public support for herself. Uh, you know, although that she does, she does say that she's praying for, her, mm. praying for that she gets out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, on uh, I, I'm teasing and promoting something coming up on my show. A couple things in the transfer portal. Yesterday, and you talked about today, Florida had a verbal commitment for 2024 of a quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. And they flipped Jaden Rashada, assuming mm-hmm. he signs in a couple of weeks, from Miami has to he, Florida. Yeah. Has he flipped again yet now? I don't know. John Ruiz may come back. and. You know. <laughs> hey, they got a five-star coming in that's yeah. going to replace you, even the, though you're not there yet. Right. So, so let me ask you today, and I... Wish nothing but the best ability, Napier. The odds of both those quarterbacks forget finishing their career, being on the roster for three years is what? Um, ten percent. Okay, I, I I I don't know the answer. I'm just guessing, and then I, I'll give you numbers on my show about quarterbacks in the last four years, and if you think that the guy you're getting is staying. Wake up! <laughs> I was yeah. I, when I saw the story, you know, I was reading Edgar Thompson's story uh, whenever it was posted. All right, you know, Gators get five star quarterback recruit, and then I'm reading the story and it says 2024. I go, well, well that's two years. He can always flip. Well, let me. It, like, I, but 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 one of the scenarios I brought up was all right. Say um. And I'm Jack Miller. Jack Miller, the Ohio State transfer, who's really the only quarterback the Gators have on their roster right now. He's probably going to play in the bowl game against Oregon State. Say Jack Miller has a great bowl game, all right, against Oregon State, and the Gators somehow win that game. And then Jack Miller, you know, Jaden Rashad is a true freshman next year, and Billy Napier wants to you know start with a somewhat proven quarterback. And Jack Miller wins the the job next year. And he has a Kyle Trask-like year. Nobody thought Kyle Trask was any good, all right? He has a Kyle Trask-type year, and Jack Miller suddenly is the Gators' starting quarterback. And I, What year is Jack Miller? Is he, a, is he a sophomore now? I believe he still has three years left. Years of it. Okay. Th- then what happens to these other two quarterbacks? If Jack Miller emerges 
which is it could happen, Daniels. Right. No, the point is that there's a good chance that one of those two quarterbacks, Rashad and the kid coming, will not be at Florida in two years. And one of them doesn't yeah. get here for another year. Um, yeah. And in some ways, a 24 commit, uh, go ahead and announce. Because you know what you're doing? You're laying the market for yourself. Absolutely. Up in the NIL deal. Yeah. Uh, and again, Billy Napier knows it. You can have the best relationship. You're going to spend thousands of dollars re-recruiting the kid between now and when he signs next December. And it, it it's not going to stop anybody from contacting him and upping the offer. Because whatever Florida, and I have no idea what Florida's done anything here, whatever they have presented, I think they know that that's not the final offer. <laughs> right? It's, it's not the final offer. It's, okay, I guess we agreed on something. And it, and it helps Florida's recruiting ranking for 24. It puts the kid's name in a bigger spotlight. And he's allowed to go put up the graphic that he did. And then it's like, okay, phone calls open or DMs open. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, uh, collectives are not allowed to uh, pay players while they're still in high school. And kids not- that are 21 shouldn't drink beer in college. Yeah, yeah, they're supposedly not allowed to. But, right? I mean, they're probably doing it. I mean, boosters used to pay kids when they were in high school. Why wouldn't collectives, especially in today's world where, you know, there, as you mentioned, always mentioned, there's no real nobody really policing this anymore. Collectives pay, high, would, school, collectives pay high school players. Not everybody. Yeah, but that's not, not every but player. But that's against the rules. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, uh, uh, um, there are why players. You, there are why players, wouldn't you commit? Why wouldn't you commit two years ahead of time and start collecting money then? Right is, is my point. There are players that play the you know the hat game. Okay, that 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 you know are are getting money. Now I don't know what the agreement is. Meaning, okay, we'll give you this now if you commit, and if you. You know, show up in, you know, and then you sign in December, and then you graduate early, and you'll get this. The problem is there is no checks and balance here. There is nothing required to register. There's nothing that even has to be put on paper, which you would hope that the kid and family and advisor are getting something um, in writing. And you know what's sad? You know what's sad, Daniel? What? That that we're we're even talking about this like like it used to be used to be hey the Gators got a five star recruit oh good they're gonna have a really good quarterback in a couple of years now it's like what is what is he getting to go there are the collectives paying him will he even show up because of all the you know the shenanigans going on with you know nil and you know. Commitments and decommitments and recommitments and all. Now but it's like I understand. Who, that. who knows if he'll even show up? I understand that. And you had Alex Golish, the new South Florida coach, on today, and he spent a portion of his press conference basically asking people to give us money to get players. I mean, he he, he worded it like, "Hey, now more than ever, we need our collective and our fans to step up." And so, translation: If you want us to turn this around really quickly, the best way to do that is because let me tell you what we did at Tennessee in a different level is we went out, we raised twenty million dollars quickly. And now we're able to go get a bunch of players. And we get a five-star quarterback that we may be paying a few million dollars a year to, which I don't even want to tell you about that story. Um, but that's important for us. And can you blame him? 
No, that's what he no, needs I to do. No, I told you. I told, no, when Billy Napier came to the Orlando Gator Club before this past season, Billy Napier spent a big part of his talk talking about NIL, and essentially he was telling the Gator boosters at that meeting that night, you need to ante up. So we can get players. I mean, it's it's not it's out in the open now. They don't even they don't even you know try well, to cloak it, it. it. Well, it's out in the open, but not how the sausage is made. I think what you now know is behind those locked gates, sausage is being made. That's what you know. What you don't know is exactly what that process is, which kind of drives me crazy when some people, and again, I'm not against the kids making money, but when people are like, well, it's been going on forever, and now, you know, it's above the table. No, it's not. I don't know what a kid got in high school that said, I'll commit, and and some collective said, here's 25,000 for doing that. Here's another 50 when you sign. Here's another 100 when you show up uh, for off-season conditioning. I don't know what those deals are. There's no requirement to do that, and then if one more person tells me the best way to resolve this is collective bargaining, okay, so I'm the five-star recruit, right, Mike? I'm the mm-hmm. five-star recruit, and now some group is going to represent me in collective bargaining and the other 15,000 people playing college football. Why am I going to stop taking money from a collective? Right, right. I'm going to say, no, I don't want the sugar daddy money because I'm now part of some player association to accept a fixed number. No, I'll take your fixed number, and I'm going to take the sugar daddy's money as well. (laughs) I'm not just going to go, okay, never mind. I don't want the collective money. I'll take the fixed amount that you've come up with. Huh? Before I I go, uh, you talk about the sausage being made. Uh, Dylan Johnson, the running back from Mississippi State, he told us how the sausage is made in the transfer portal. Did you see what he tweeted out yesterday? Yeah. About Mike Leach? Mike Leach told me I wasn't tough enough and said I should leave. Okay, but 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 what do you think what do you think Mike Leach will say when somebody asks him about that? Well, somebody did ask him about it. And in text message he goes, "We only comment on the players currently with our program." Okay, that's and, what he said. Right. And and that's it. We wish him the best. He also said that. Right. And then what fans going to care if Mississippi State has a good number two running back next year? No, none of them. None of them. But my point is that... Well, I know. And it, we talk... Yeah, yeah th- th- this is this is why kid, a lot of kids get in the transfer portal well, because the coach tells them to. And, and please leave on this, but it's like I've joked before. Every kid does the, I want to thank this, this, this. And with that said, I just want the one kid to go, this place sucked. I hate the coach. I hated that's the, what this, the support staff. That's what this kid said. No, but that's I want someone said. to go full torch the uh, a bridge on <laughs> the way out. Like they're awful people. They're really bad. And of course, I'm getting the hell out of here. That's the that, that that's the one I'm waiting for uh, to post that on social media. Oh wow! Peace, love, boil peanuts. Have a great show. Thursday edition of the Beat of Sports is next.